Bavakama, Perak base, Mishnah base, 2 2. Back at the end of the first parak, we had said there were five ways in which an animal is mu'ed, meaning that one who doesn't guard his animal property and it causes damage, he has to pay the full damages. And we are going through the different five. The previous Mishnah talked about regal, and now we talk about shane. It says here, Ketzad Hashain mu'edas. How exactly is it? Under what parameters is this category called shane, meaning the animal benefiting itself, causing damage? As it goes along, for example, by eating, literally with its tooth. Le'echol esaroila. The answer is, it's expected to cause damage by shame by eating things that are appropriate for it to eat. Like, for example, a animal livestock, domesticated animals, are expected to eat fruits and vegetables. So this sounds like a bit of a redundancy, but the point is that not all animals are behemos. There's another category called a achaya, um, which aren't domesticated animals. Like if a person has a deer ranch or a pet deer or who knows what, uh, a pet cat even, and then that deer or cat goes, you know, cats eat things other than peros and urocos, fruits and vegetables. So the point is whatever is appropriate for it. But the example is when it comes to uh, cows, goats, sheep, and the like, they expect to eat fruits and vegetables. Now, that being the case, if your cow goes and eats my stuff, like for example, it eats my shoes, or it eats my uh, violin, so then, so then you are the mazik, but you are obligated only to pay me half damages, because cows aren't expected to eat shoes or violins, and if they do, that's not considered shane at all. That's considered something totally different. That's considered karen. Karen, we touched on previously, is the cow we call it like intending to cause damage. Obviously, we don't really presume to be cow psychologists. We don't know why this cow is chewing up this violin. It's highly unusual. So anytime a cow causes damage in an unusual way, we're going to put that in the category called karen. And the idea is, and this really is, is bedrock, I've said it a few times already, and we'll say it again and again, the whole underlying premise here is about responsibility. So if I have my cow and it's we're in your backyard and my cow is by your fruits and vegetables, I should expect the cow is going to help himself and therefore I have to be careful. Whereas if my cow happens to be near your violin or your shoes, there's no reason I should be afraid that it's going to eat your violin or shoes. And if it does, so then I'm only obligated for half damages because that was highly unusual and is not considered shame at all because really it's not appropriate for the cow to eat um, those kind of things. Therefore, it's considered to be Karen. Now, when is it applicable? When is it true that one pays these damages if the cow eats, or the livestock animal eats, um, what's appropriate for it? If the animal is in the private property of the person who was damaged, meaning the cow isn't where it should be, then the burden of guarding the cow from damaging falls on me, the cow owner. But if I have a cow, and I'm walking through the street, and we live in a society where cows walk through the street, and that's perfectly normal and acceptable. And then you're also walking through the street, and you happen to have your cart, and your cart is full of, you know, uh, oats. And my cow goes and eats the oats out of your cart in the street. So then, pator, then I'll be exempt. The reason why is because the burden of responsibility to ensure the cow doesn't eat those oats doesn't fall on me in the street. In the street, my cow can walk as it does, and you have to know if you're bringing oats that there are cows in the street and the cow can help himself. And that being the case, you have to watch out for yourself and the burden isn't on me, it's on you. The truth is it's really based on a pasuk. 
not really that far. The pasuk is based on the fact that uh, the pasuk says that the that one senses um, his uh, livestock bestay acher to another person's uh, field. So in the Shusha Rabbim, the notion of shein simply doesn't apply. Okay. Now imnehenis. If, however, I do derive benefit as the owner of the cow by eating your stuff in the Rosh Rabbim, meaning I don't have to feed my cow lunch now, so then, Mishalamashanenis, I do have to compensate you, but not because of damages. This has nothing to do with the t- concept of Hezek, of Nezek, of damages, like our topic here in Bavakama right now. It has to be something totally different, which is that justice demands that if I got a f- free lunch by my cow eating your oats, and therefore I don't have to pay for my own cow's lunch, so at least I have to compensate you for feeding my cow lunch. It has nothing to do with Nezek. That's with, I can't let my cow eat lunch at your expense and not reimburse you. But uh, the amount in which I'm reimbursing you is a function of what I am benefiting, meaning normally when I feed my cow lunch, it costs me a dollar. And therefore, uh, my cow ate your oats, I'll give you the dollar instead. Now, it doesn't matter if the oats in question here are, you know, gourmet organic oats, which actually go for $10 uh, for the amount that my cow ate. I would still just give you one because it's not about damage. It doesn't matter how much you lost because of my cow. My cow didn't do something wrong and I didn't do something wrong by not protecting my cow from eating your oats because we're in the Rosh Hashanah However, since I, at least I'm done have to feed my cow lunch, I have to give the money that I'm saving to you so that I don't get, so to speak, a free lunch. Okay. Now, uh, there is one uh, nuanced complexity here, which is, let's say, for example, the normal food for my cow is hay, because that's what you feed cows, hay. And a meal of hay costs $1 for a cow. Now, let's say that my cow goes and helps himself to your barley, um, and the cost of barley actually is $3. Now, the truth is that barley is also an appropriate food to feed a cow. It's just that normally cow owners don't feed their cows barley because barley is expensive, um, even though it's even more nutritious, but it just doesn't make economic sense. So I'd rather just feed my cow the hay and save the money, even though barley might be better for it. So in an event where my cow eats cow-appropriate um, food like barley, so one opinion the Gemara is, well, I just pay the amount of hay, and it's $1, and that's that. The other opinion is, listen, if I could get deeply discounted barley, for sure I'd feed that to my cow because it's better for my cow. It's more nutritious. And deeply discounted, as far as the Gemara is concerned, is one-third off. So that means I certainly wouldn't pay $3 for a meal for my cow out of barley, but I would pay $2, okay, because that's a third off of the $3 amount. And therefore, the other opinion of the Gemara is if my cow eats barley, and I, the assumption is if I could get barley for $2, I, that's what I'd give my cow for lunch. And since that's what I did give my cow for lunch, effectively, because I ate lunch thanks to your barley, therefore I should give you 2 not $1. So that's a machlokas in the Gemara, and actually it's a machlokas aposkim. If that happens, does the owner of the cow who got the otherwise free lunch pay the value of straw, the cheapest lunch possible it would normally pay, or what he would pay if he get a nutritious discounted lunch, the $2 if it would be for barley. Okay, that's a machlokas. Now, the mission will give a couple examples here about um, how this plays itself out. So it says, How do we see a scenario where the owner is paying just what he benefited from and not actual damages? So again, this is going to depend on where the accident happened. Did, did, the, did the mishap happen in the Rosh Hashanah where my cow could have been, or did it happen where my cow shouldn't have been? In which case, uh, I'm, I'm liable for full damages. So the mission here says, 
Achla matoch harachava. If my cow or goat or sheep or donkey or horse, whatever it is, ate matoch harachava. Now, the little translation for rachava probably is something like town square. Okay, but I don't think it's a good translation conceptually because you won't really. I think you'll have the wrong picture in your head. Imagine Rechava means the middle of the road, okay? Although it means town square. So then, since my cow is allowed to be there, I wasn't negligent by letting my cow do its thing and happen to find your food and eat it. And therefore, Meshalem Nanis, I don't have to pay for damages at all. But if I got a free lunch, meaning my cow is now better off, thanks to having lunch at your expense, at least I have to give you the amount that lunch would have cost me. Um, if it's Mitzideh HaRechava, however... Tzidah Rechava literally means on the, the sides of the town square, let's say. But for our purposes, let's translate that now loosely as the sidewalk, in the meaning that sidewalks are not where cows are meant to be. Sidewalks are meant to be safe places for people who are merchants to sell their wares on the side and not expect you know cows to come on marching through. Their cows belong in the middle of the road, not on the sidewalks. So therefore, if my cow eats your fruit that you've got sitting there on the sidewalk for sale, whatever it is, so then, Mishalem Masha Hezika. Now, I'm responsible for watching my cow. I have no business being on the sidewalk. And if I let it go there and graze on your food, I'm liable to full damages. Okay? Now, one thing I want to make sure is clear. What happens if the food in question is not animal food, but rather caviar? Okay? So, if it's caviar, and caviar goes, you know, the cow ate $100 worth of caviar. So, if it happens on the sidewalk where my cow had no business being, and now my cow goes and starts damaging your caviar... So then we're not going to call that um, Shane because that's not what cows eat. Cows don't eat caviar, okay? That's weird. And since it's weird, we'll call that Karen, and I'll be liable to pay you half damages. So instead of paying 100, I'll pay you 50, okay? Because my cow, I had no business being on the sidewalk, but it was also wasn't expected to eat caviar. And really that same sort of thing would apply uh, in the Rishos HaRabim, because although Shane is not applicable in Rishos HaRabim at all, we're saying that cows eating caviar is in the category of Karen, ironically, and therefore it's causing damage and I should pay half damages. Okay, limited by the value of the cow, but half damages even in the Rishos HaRabim, I have to guard my cow. On the other hand, let's say that your fancy organic spelt that you're selling happens to be terrible for cows, for whatever reason, right? So my cow thinks it looks like delicious, you know, grain for eating, but actually, because of your fancy organic stuff, it's going to give my cow diarrhea, and actually I'm going to get nothing but a doctor's bill. I have to refeed my lunch, to a new lunch to my cow after, you know, it, has to, it gets an upset stomach or something, since I didn't get any benefit at all. So therefore, not only do I not pay you for my cow eating your, your grain in the public, because um, it's the public where my cow is allowed to be, but I don't even pay you the amount of a, of a lunch because I didn't get a free lunch. My cow didn't get benefit at all. My cow actually is going to suffer from your nasty organic uh, spelt, and therefore um, I'm not nanist, and I don't benefit, and therefore I pay you nothing. Okay, one more example. Mepesach hachanus. If the cow um, eats from the entrance to the shop, meaning think if you've ever seen like the you know the shuk, the Arab shuk in in the old city of Jerusalem or anything similar to that, any, you know, type of, type of, you know, outdoor market they have in all these kinds of places. Uh, so what happens is, you know, people, shops are indoors, but they kind of open the shop doors and they put stuff at the entrance to their house, excuse me, at the entrance to their shops, sort of, um, you know, where traffic goes, people sort of like see it and bump into it and smell it and get involved and, and buy their stuff. So the point is, if your shop is now open and you put stuff like out 
of the front door and into the public way where so people will see your produce. So my cow is allowed to be there. And therefore, it's considered to be a public place. And that being the case, I'm not liable for damages. And most have to pay you for the hana'a, the benefit I got from the free lunch. And therefore... The Mishnah says, the Pesachachanus, if the place that my cow ate is from the entrance to your shop, but on the outside where my cow is allowed to be, so then, Michelle and Masha Nanis, at most, want to pay how much I benefit by saving myself having to feed my cow lunch. But Metochachanus, if I let my cow go into your shop, well, obviously, no one has a right to, to let their cow go grazing inside someone else's produce shop. Therefore, Michelle and Masha Hazika, I will pay for all the damage the cow causes um, with unlimited liability because I've let the cow into the proverbial uh, china shop to eat whatever the heck it wants and cause whatever damage it's going to do, and I would pay, therefore, in full.